Welcome to the Real Life Weight Loss Podcast, where we cut through the confusion and get down to the truth about what really works for real people when it comes to losing weight, having incredible health, and a body that you love. We believe that losing weight is really about gaining life, doing things you never thought you could, having renewed confidence, and enjoying your body more than ever. I'm your host, Corey Little. Now let's get to it. Hello to all of you beautiful, amazing people who listen to this podcast. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you for joining me again today. I have a very specific, very special challenge for you, and it's kind of similar to some things that I've shared before in the past, but here's a newsflash. (laughs) If you hear something on this podcast more than once, I don't share it because I'm running out of things to talk about. I share it because it's super important. Like if you hear something over and over again, It's because I think it's so huge and so super important, and I've seen it to be super important and super helpful with the people that I coach in my coaching group and just through years and years and years of doing this. So I have a very specific, very special challenge. But first, before we get into that, we need a little introduction and a little clarification. Okay, so here we go. Jumping right in like we always do. In today's episode... I'm going to discuss something that may seem totally unrelated to weight loss. You may be like, Corey, come on, man. Tell me, tell me about food. Tell me about the newest workout. Do I, should I do cardio before weight training or weight training before cardio? How do I lose my belly fat? That's what I want to know. I know that's what people want to know <laughs> because I see statistics. Because if I publish an episode called, how do you lose belly fat? Man, it goes nuts. But if I publish one called something different, like, how to lose weight when life gets messy, then people aren't as interested or the the mental emotional side of weight loss. People are like, eh, I don't know. So here's the thing. I'm going to explain and discuss something that may seem totally unrelated to weight loss, but I believe it couldn't be more closely related. See, a lot of people have the mistaken idea that weight loss is only about diet and exercise. And I get it. I do. Those are the two things that really impact what you weigh, how you feel, and how you look. Nutrition and workouts are super important. I know I've said probably a thousand times, if you want to change your body, you must first change your brain. And I believe that 100%. But here's the thing, guys. Please don't be misled. And if I've been the one misleading you, then I apologize. Let me clear that up right now. Allow me to set the record straight right here, right now. If someone needs or wants to lose weight and improve their health, then taking intentional, focused steps with food and exercise is required. But Corey, what about all that brain stuff? What about all that mental stuff you talk about? Yes, absolutely. That is important. But please don't miss this. We can't rely on our brain alone to change our body. We can't think ourselves skinny. We can't think our way to better health. I don't even like that word skinny, but you guys know what I'm saying. We can't think ourselves to a lower number on, our, on the scales or think our way to better health. I believe in an approach that combines all three things. Intentional, focused, step-by-step changes with what we eat, what we do, our exercise, and what we think, our mental approach to weight loss and really kind of to life. I think we need the trifecta, like we need all three. They all work together synergistically. It's incredibly tough to achieve true long-term success while addressing only one of those three. Like trying to diet yourself to death or just trying to work yourself to death or trying to think yourself to, to, you know, to a lower weight. We need all three. 
Combining all three is what delivers true, long-term, life-changing results. If we want to change our body, I'm sorry to break it to you, but we also must change what we consistently eat or don't eat or do or don't do. But here's the thing. You hear me talk all the time about the brain because the brain is like the gatekeeper. Your brain and recurring thoughts and beliefs and your overall mental approach to losing weight is what will determine a few really, really important things. First of all, whether you just lose it and then quickly gain it back, <laughs> or if you keep the weight off long-term, that's pretty important. That's one of the things I believe your brain has a huge say in. And then secondly, maybe more importantly, is whether you embrace and enjoy the process, or if you hate every minute of it, and you can't wait to be finished. Because guess what? There is no finish line. You're never really finished. Any of you guys <laughs> that heard... Rob Thompson's episode. He was like, man, I just realized like there is no end. There is no finish. Like this is, I'm learning and this is what I'm doing. So the brain element not only addresses, will you lose the weight and just quickly gain it back, but it also addresses whether you embrace and enjoy the process of losing weight, or if you hate every minute and you can't wait to be finished and then stop your diet and, you know, not have to work out so much anymore. Maybe it will help to think of the mental work as like correcting your car's alignment. My grandfather was a mechanic, so I know a little bit about cars, just enough to, <laughs> to kind of make me dangerous. But I know this, and you've probably experienced this yourself. If your car is out of alignment and you're driving down a straight road, a road or interstate or highway that is straight, your car will not go straight. You'll have to constantly keep your hand on the wheel and turn it slightly to the right or to the left in order to just go straight because your car's out of alignment. So if you just let your hands off the wheel, then your car will veer off the road into a ditch and you'll crash and burn, right? Well, this is exactly the way it is with our weight loss efforts. If our brain is not in alignment, <laughs> just like if our car isn't in alignment, then we are constantly pulling the wheel back the other way. We're pulling our steering wheel back the other way just to try to stay on course and then eventually, if that's tiring, right, it wears our car out, it wears various parts of our car out, and it's just tiring for us because we can't just sit back and go straight down a straight road. It's the same with our brain, guys. It's the same with the mental work when it comes to weight loss. If our brain is not in alignment with our goals, if our brain is not in alignment to help keep us on track with what we say we really want from our body and from our life, then we're going to constantly be fighting against ourselves. So, Working on the brain, the mental side of things, is like aligning your car. It's like aligning your thoughts and beliefs and patterns and mental habits and mental approach with the life and the body that you say you want. And once these things are in alignment, oh my gosh, it's so much easier. Just like once your car is in alignment and you can drive down the interstate at 60 or 70 miles per hour, barely even touching your steering wheel because your car will just easily travel straight and it doesn't wear you out and it doesn't wear your car out. And all of this is exactly why I say to change your body, you must also change your brain. It's the missing element that most people sadly never address as they struggle and fight doing miserable diet after miserable diet and the newest, greatest workout after the previous or the next the newest, greatest workout. So I share all of that to set the stage for what I want to discuss today. As I said earlier, it's something that may seem totally unrelated to weight loss, but I believe it couldn't be more closely related. I like to call it the power of getting it out. <laughs> In my coaching group, 
we deal with a lot more than just losing weight. We are not weight loss at all costs, which may seem strange, but it's really not. And this comment from a member who was welcoming another new member sums it up perfectly. She said, I have a prediction. You are going to love it here. Our little family is pretty tight. We are. We are tight. We help each other navigate life, not just weight loss. We help each other navigate life, not just weight loss. You know why? Because your life has a tremendous impact on whether or not you lose weight. We have this crazy idea that diets and workouts exist in a vacuum and nothing could be further from the truth. If you want to lose weight, you must learn to navigate life and ride the waves of life. Otherwise, you'll forever be on a diet and then off the wagon, off the diet, and then eventually on another diet and then off the wagon and off the diet and on and off and on and off and on and off, all or nothing, all or nothing, all or nothing. So please pay attention because this might be one of the most important things that you ever hear related to losing weight. There is no wagon. There is no wagon. There's just life. You're not on or off. You're just navigating life and riding the waves, whether you realize it or not. And if you don't know how to do that, then you're probably going to really struggle to achieve true long-term weight loss success. And it may be the very reason that so many people, so many of you, maybe you have struggled and never been able to achieve true long-term weight loss success. So here are the specific reasons that inside the coaching group, we focus on that critical element of navigating life. Number one, because we care. (laughs) It's not just about lose a bunch of weight, take before and after pictures so we can use them in our marketing. It's so much more than that. It's about gaining life, as you've heard me say on this podcast over and over and over again. Losing weight is really about gaining life, and that's what one of the big things we focus on in the coaching group, gaining life. And that often, honestly, can't be captured in a before and after picture. We care more about the deathbed than Instagram. Now, that may seem really grim and really terrible, but let me explain. Instagram cares about what you did yesterday, and they just care about and what you're doing today. And put the prettiest, shiniest picture up and some little cool caption and hashtag and you're good to go, right? Instagram is just like the highlight and just paint the prettiest picture. Here, now, here, now, gone, done. The deathbed is different. Like when you're laying on your deathbed looking back at your life, what are you going to think? Will you be happy with the way you lived? Will you be happy with the way you showed up for yourself and your family and your friends? Will you be happy that you never took steps to lose that 50 or 60 or 70 pounds? Or on the flip side, will you be happy that you stoically exerted superhuman discipline and never enjoyed a slice of cake at any of your kids' birthday parties? Guys, the balance, the true enjoyment of life is found in what I like to call the magical middle, which you've probably heard me talk about. And that's why in my group and with everyone I coach, we care more about the deathbed. Like when we get to the end of our life and look back, are we going to say, man, I lived a full life and I gained life and I loved it. And yeah, maybe I, you know, maybe I never quite hit my weight loss goal. Maybe I was always five pounds from that magical number, but man, I enjoy the crap out of my life and my family and my friends. 
But you know what? I also didn't give up on my weight loss goals. Maybe I didn't lose. I wanted to lose 45 pounds and all I lost was 39. You know, I was six pounds away. But so what? Like I, I showed up for myself and I loved myself and I love my family and I love my friends and I enjoyed all of the good things that come with life. That is being successful from a deathbed perspective. It's not a before and after picture on Instagram. So that's the first reason <laughs> that we focus on navigating life. Sorry, I hope, hope I didn't get too grim or depressing there for you. Instead, I hope that's encouraging and inspiring. Next up, the second reason that we really focus on navigating life is because in order to lose weight, we must address all of the things that impact that, that impact losing weight. And guess what? Life impacts it. Like I said earlier, diet and exercise does not exist in a vacuum. You're not a robot. You have a life and emotions and stuff happens, and we must learn how to ride those waves and still take enough action with food and exercise to move us toward our goals. And when we do this, when we learn to better navigate life for these reasons, we see the evidence and power of this again and again and again in what people share. Here's just one example from the group. A lady chimed in. She said, I'm checking in. I like to call this lady superwoman sometimes. She said, I'm checking in. This past week has been tough. It started with my negative feelings about Mother's Day and spiraled into negativity about everything else, which then became a five-day-long binge-a-thon of eating whatever I wanted. Work has been tough, and I got a very long letter from a client about all the ways I'm an incompetent human being. When I step back and look at things objectively, I know I'm good at my job. I know I care about people, and I know I did my absolute best to help that client. Her words were unfounded, yet they cut really deep. I know I shouldn't let her words hurt me like that, but I guess they were piggybacking on everything the bully has been saying to me for the past week. You're incompetent. You're so dumb. You're so bad at everything. You're weak. You're gross. It's all so mean. I would never say this to someone else. Yet the bully, the bully in her brain, runs it constantly in the background of my mind, and it can be exhausting. Anyway, my gut reaction was to say, Monday is a new day. I'm going to eat right and work out and be perfect starting on Monday. And I can hear Corey's, Corey's voice saying, all or nothing, all or nothing. So I was like, okay, instead of trying to fix everything on Monday, how about I try to be kind to myself and do something nice for myself instead? So I exercised a little bit. And I'm working on building myself up again little by little. Sorry for such a long post. When my insides get messy, the posts get longer. Oh my, don't miss that. When my insides get messy, the posts get longer. My friends, when our insides get messy, our odds of losing weight and loving ourselves and showing up for ourselves and being kind to ourselves, our odds for doing any of those things drops dramatically. When our insides, our emotions and thoughts and feelings, when all of that gets messy, if we're not careful, it can become like a painful festering sore or pimple and it needs to be addressed. We can't just ignore it and hope it gets better. That's just not how it works. But unfortunately, that's exactly what so many of us do, isn't it? Something happens. It could be big. It could be small. It could be personal or work-related or whatever. It doesn't matter. Something happens, and then we're filled with all kinds of negative emotions that begin to swirl and grow and probably eventually dominate our brain and our entire state of being. And then what do we do? We just grit and bear it. 
There's a tornado of doubt, sadness, anger, frustration, despair, panic, discouragement, all of these things flying around in our head, and we decide to just stand in the middle of it and take a beating. Or maybe we try to fight back, we try to sort it out alone in our own mind. Sometimes this might work, kind of, but honestly, I believe it typically does more harm than good. It's like we can fight off one or two negative things, maybe, but our resiliency begins to crack and weaken when it seems like the crap just keeps piling on. Then before we know it, everything is negative and we're worthless and nobody loves us and we suck at everything and it's just a matter of time before we're found out as the imposter that we are. And what good can we offer anyone? And if we're honest, we're just fooling everyone because we so don't have it all together and we're so broken and we definitely don't have what it takes. And standing in the middle of this mental tornado, trying your best to see things objectively kind of helps because we can sort of see it's not necessarily all true from a rational standpoint, but it's like our mental windshield, our ability to see clearly, it's not there. Our mental windshield is covered with the muck and mud and fog of all the negativity that it's just hard to even see how to get ourselves out of this crap. We're stuck. So instead of that, instead of that whole try to handle it and sort it out on your own approach, that so many people take. I believe when our insides get messy, we need to let it out. When our insides get messy, when we're full of all that crap and junk and sucked into negative emotional thinking, we need to get it out, not hold it in. In the past, I've equated this to diarrhea. You guys might have heard me talk about that on the podcast. I'm sorry for being gross, but it's true. I mean, Unfortunately, probably almost all of us have had diarrhea at some point in our lives. It's basically our body rejecting something that is in our intestines. And it's like, hey, this is bad. This is toxic. This is negative. This is horrible. It needs to leave your body ASAP. And if you've been in a really unfortunate position of like, okay, I can't go to the bathroom right now. Like I'm stuck in a car or whatever. And then you try to hold that in. Oh my gosh, it's a horrible experience, right? It's miserable. Everything inside is screaming, get this out, let it go, let it out. (laughs) And if you can do that, you know, as soon as you let it out, typically you feel a lot better, right? But if you can't, if you hold it in, typically you feel a lot worse. It's the exact same with our mental diarrhea. (laughs) Everything in us is screaming, get it out. But we stand in the middle of that tornado and that muck and the mud and the negativity. And we think, wait a minute, maybe I'm too ashamed or embarrassed to get this out. Wait a minute, maybe I can sort this out myself. But in reality, if we will let it go and get it out, we'll feel so much better as soon as we do, just like with diarrhea. (laughs) So, can't believe I made it through all that without chuckling or laughing. I'm sorry, but it's true. It's gross, but it's true. Inside the coaching group, time and time again, we see people experience the benefit and power of getting it out. Here's just one example. A gentleman posted, he said, good morning, team. 
I find it valuable to check in every week as it does help in putting my week in a little better perspective. I often have in my head, perhaps it's just the bully talking, that I had an awful week. But when I write it down and really take stock, though it maybe wasn't my best week, I usually find that I did way better than what I thought and certainly better than just throwing in the towel and laying on the couch all day. So here's the thing, guys. That's just one example. I could read post after post after post of people going, wow, one lady was making a post about some really intense emotional stuff that was going on in her life, and about halfway through a post, she said, man, just, just putting this out there, just writing this down, I already feel better. And then she continued and finished. But even halfway through, she already had begun to feel better. Look, guys, every week won't be our best week. But often our weeks are much better than we think. Every day won't be our best day, mentally, emotionally, with our diet, with our exercise, whatever. But often things are not nearly as bad as we think. That mental tornado, that mental emotional diarrhea will make you miserable if you keep it in. It will make you miserable and keep you confused and negative until you let it out. When we share, it's not even about the feedback or support we get from others. That's wonderful, and that can be super helpful, but often it's just putting it all out there, and for the first time, getting it outside of our head, being able to see it and see the whole picture. And the majority of the time, it's not nearly as bad as we thought. When it was just like the emotional tornado that's in our head, it wasn't as bad once we got it onto a piece of paper or onto a computer screen. So I'm about to share my specific challenge for you, but first, here's what I don't want you to miss. The stuff that's flying around in our head that we least want to acknowledge or talk about is often the very stuff we most need to get out. Whether you realize it or not, it's also the stuff that we're constantly probably battling on the inside, and it can and will wear you out. If you get to the end of your day and you just feel exhausted mentally and emotionally, and there's a really good chance that you are carrying some stuff. You've got something bottled up, something that you've been battling, whether you realize it or not, and it would probably be really helpful to just get it out. For some reason, though, maybe it's fear. Like I said earlier, it's fear or embarrassment or shame or whatever. For whatever reason, we intentionally hold this junk inside. We hold inside the nastiest stuff. That would feel so much better if we just released it, if we just let it out. And that's exactly what I'm challenging you to do today. Here's my specific challenge. You ready? Let's get it out. Let's do it. Don't let a bunch of emotionally driven, nasty stuff fester inside and make you miserable anymore. Whatever it is, it's time to get it out. And I'm going to provide a few different ways to do that. Ready? Here we go. Number one, the simplest is just talk about it. Find a trusted friend or family member. Just find someone who's a great listener, someone who won't interrupt you halfway through because they think they know how to fix all your problems for you. You guys know what I'm talking about. Just find someone who will listen. They can give feedback, but first and most importantly, just a great listener. And then just talk, just share. It doesn't matter how crazy things sound because once you start talking, you'll start realizing, wait a minute, as I'm sharing this, I can't believe that's been bouncing around in my head as I, as I verbalize it and put it into words. Some of this stuff doesn't really seem rational. Some of this stuff might seem a little crazy. It's okay. 
That's true for all of us, my friend. So find that kind, attentive listener, not a talker or a fixer, and just talk about it. Just get it out. That's option number one. Option number two, journal it. Write it down. Maybe you're not quite ready to talk to someone, or you just can't think of anyone you'd like to talk to, or you really kind of trust in that way. That's fine. You can still get it out. Notebook and pen, like old school or kind of new school, computer or maybe your iPhone, whatever. I'm not a big fan of a phone for this. I think you got to be able to really let it flow. So I'm either old school notebook and pen or maybe a computer with a keyboard because I'm, I prefer typing over a tiny little phone screen. But either way, here's the thing. Just carve out 20 to 30 minutes and do it. Just do a mental dump. <laughs> Take a big mental dump on your computer screen or your piece of paper. Don't try to organize all your thoughts neatly as you're doing it. Just get it all out on that piece of paper or on the computer screen and don't judge yourself while you're writing either. You'll probably notice this, like I mentioned earlier, as your rational brain starts to see more and more clearly as you write and get stuff out, you'll be like, wait a minute. Why was I so worried about that? Wait a minute. That doesn't even make sense. It's okay. That's what happens when it gets stuck in our head. And then as we get it out, we can see things more clearly. So number one, talk about it. Number two, journal it or write it down. Number three, it might be time to find a qualified professional, maybe a counselor or therapist who can listen and help you sort through things. If you really want to talk to someone, but there's no one you can think of, well, this would be a great route. Or if you're like, you know what? I think some of these thoughts and some of these issues may be a little more serious than I'm thinking, or they may be a little more deep or interwoven with thing, other things in life or other previous experiences or traumatic events or whatever. If that's you, man, that, there's no shame. My heart breaks for you. And I think it would be so incredibly wonderful and courageous for you to find a great counselor or therapist to talk to. And they could really listen and really help you maybe sort through some things. So that's option three. And then for a bonus, number four, create some love and kindness. What? Corey, what are you talking about? So here's the thing. I want you to get it out, no doubt. But sometimes once we get things out, it's like, wait a minute, all that stuff that's been dominating my brain, now there's a little bit of a void. And it's like, uh, what am I gonna, what's, what's going to happen here? And if we're not careful, something negative will just pop in there. So what is a great little bonus step is to go out into the world and create some love and kindness. How? Just by stepping outside of yourself and stepping outside of the, those mental and emotional habits and tornadoes that have been flying around in your head, stepping outside of all that and doing something really nice for someone else for no reason at all. This might be a simple act of kindness. It could be something different. It could be maybe asking for forgiveness, you know, going to someone and go, hey, you know what? You know, I think I might have offended you or hurt you when I said this or when I did that. I'm really sorry about that. Like, I, I hope you can forgive me. It's just been on my mind from time to time, and I'm really sorry. Maybe you ask for forgiveness for something that's been bothering you for so long, or maybe you don't ask for forgiveness. Maybe you extend forgiveness. Maybe part of what you've been carrying is, a, you know, a wound that someone else caused in your life. And maybe you just decide, you know what, I'm going to let go of that. I'm going to extend forgiveness to someone who's wronged me. Or again, it doesn't have to be a forgiveness thing. It could be just a simple act of love and kindness. It could be as simple as surprising someone with a little special gift or gift card, or maybe just a note, a special note to encourage them and let them know you're thinking of them. 
Either way, if you create some love and kindness to fill that void, to fill that space that was in your head, once you get it all out, it can be really awesome and like a major bonus step, okay? And if you really want to take this up a notch, then I also encourage you to do something really nice for yourself. (laughs) How about that? Do something really nice for yourself at the exact moment you might feel like you least deserve it. And it doesn't have to be elaborate or fancy. You don't have to like, you know, get a manicure and pedicure and massage and take a day off work. You can certainly do that. I applaud you. Go for it. But it could be something as simple as, you know what? I'm going to take a 15-minute nap today because I never let myself take a nap. So I'm going to take a nap. Whatever. Do something really nice for yourself also. Regardless of how you do it, here's the thing. You can never go wrong creating and sharing some love and kindness. But like I said, first, don't just jump to the love and kindness part. First, I encourage you to get it out. (laughs) Get out the negative stuff by either talking to someone, journaling, or finding a counselor or therapist. And the sooner the better, my friends. Don't let it fester because it just gets worse with time. I hope this has been helpful. I hope that you'll take me up on my challenge. And here's one other thing I hope. As you've listened to this episode, I know there are at least a few of you that are thinking, man, I know my friend, fill in the blank. Some person, some lady you know, some guy you know, man, I know they've really been kind of struggling with some stuff. This might really help them. I hope you'll take just a couple seconds to send them this episode. Send it to them on social media or on via text message, whatever. That's one way that you could maybe share and create and spread some love if you feel like this could be helpful for them. Hey, I was thinking of you. Check this out when you get a chance. All right, guys, that's it. Thank you so much for spending your time with me today. Now let's wrap it up like we always do. Remember that there's so much more to you than a number. And I know I've talked a lot about the mental tornado today. And for some of you, that all starts when you step on the scales in the morning, right? You see a number you don't like and, oh, you start to beat yourself up and it just begins that negative thought pattern and that negative self-talk. My friends, don't let it happen. Don't. Maybe it's time to not step on the scales, but instead to step away from the scales because you're so much more than a number. There's so much more to you than a number on the scale. So don't let it spin your day off in a negative direction and dictate your emotions and dominate your headspace. And remember, like I said earlier, Losing weight is not about Instagram. It's not about six weeks before and after pictures. Before and after pictures. It's, that's not what it's about. Losing weight is really about gaining life and living the life you've always wanted. And one way to kind of think about it is, you know what? When I get to the end of my life, will I look back and be happy about this? Or will I just be, am I just striving for some fancy, pretty social media post? No, that's not what it is, guys. Living weight is really about gaining life. And I know you can do it. I believe in you 100%. Whether you believe in yourself or not, that's okay. You keep coming back. I'll keep working on you. You can borrow my belief. We will get you there. God bless, my friends. Thank you for your time. Bye-bye.